Canada and the rest of the world, top female amateur to pro strength athletes. We do this because we want to empower women of all ages, shapes, and sizes to train and compete for strength sports at any level. Why? Because you matter, you're awesome, and we love you. So I'm Stephanie, aka Six Stephanie Fantastic, the dancer. I'm a dance and fitness educator from Manitoba, Canada, with over 15 years experience teaching all ages in a variety of settings and skill sets. Currently, I'm the third in Manitoba heavyweight strongman and Scottish heavy games athlete. So today's episode, we welcome the amazing April H. H. Hey, hey, she's so amazing. Hey. <laughs> and uh, our theme today, if you don't already know it, is talking about getting ready for a competition six weeks out. A lot of you starting to compete because it's summertime. Spring bod, summer bod, beach bod, right? Bikini. So we're going to help you with that today. And uh, she is an absolutely incredible woman. I'm so honored to have her. She's from London, London, Ontario. <laughs> Whenever I hear London, I always think England or something. I never think it's in Canada. I'm always like, there's a London, Canada, like I know that. But I'm like, oh, the British are coming. Um, yeah, so she recently won the WPC Canada Powerlifting Deadlifting Deadlift Competition. And uh, she's a world record holder for deadlift in Masters 184 kg plus. She transformed her body in 16 months uh, from recovery from alcoholism, which is amazing, to smashing powerlifting records all over the world and beyond. And she is grateful for how powerlifting has saved her life. So she's going to share her story with us today. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Look at those, if you guys are listening, if anyone's watching the video, her, her biceps and her shoulders are, I'm pretty sure every man would, you know, start buying protein shakes just looking at her shoulders, you know, it's insane. Yeah. I thought it was sick and then I saw you. <laughs> That's a, she's, she's, she's legit, she's authentic. Those are some real muscles. Um, yeah, so where can they find you on G-Girl on IG? Where are you at? So it's pretty simple. It's just my first and last name. It's April.Hutchinson. That's how you say it. I knew that's how you say it. I'm glad I got it right. Yep. <laughs> don't worry. It's on the screen, people. Don't worry. It's on our website. And don't worry. It's also on our Facebook page everywhere. So you can find it. Yeah. So thank you, all my panelists, for tuning in today. And listen to the end for exciting news, tips, and her entire life story <laughs> of how she entered straight sports. And uh, yeah, so today I want to find out, I'm very curious, 60 months is a very short period of time. So what got you into powerlifting? What was the catalyst moment that changed your life? Well, I, <laughs> that's a loaded question. No, I, know. I, I think um, the main thing, I had always dabbled, like I've always been athletic um, growing up as, you know, as a teenager into my 20s. Um, but I think, you know, I dabbled with powerlifting, but I was drinking. So again, I'm a recovered alcoholic, uh, recovering alcoholic. And so, you know, every day I'm still an alcoholic, right? Till the day I die, so I'm recovered, right? So, um, but no, I actually checked myself into rehab uh, about two years ago. And when I came out, I needed to have, you know, some type of passion, something that drove me every day, um, something to keep me fit as well. So I, I had tried powerlifting a couple months prior to going into rehab and um, 
I did, you know, I was, I was pretty good at it, but I also was showing up to the gym hungover every day, right? So I wasn't giving it my 100%. Um, yeah. It was there. I'd say like, you know, my will, my, my desire was there, but my health and my body and everything else with it wasn't going along with it. So I knew I had to check myself in, get healthy, 100%, then come out. And, you know, I jumped basically right into it. Um, I wasn't training five times a week. I started off probably about three times a week. Um, then I bumped it up and I was like, hey, it's my coach. I'm like, you know, I think I make two, five times a week. And um, yeah, for the last few years, that's what I've been doing. So, I mean, I went from, I don't even know what my body fat uh, was. I think it was about 26%. And it went down to about 19.4 in just that amount of time. And I actually gained 10 pounds of muscle just within like, six to eight months it was pretty crazy so but that was also um you know proper proper diets um like I wasn't eating like chicken you know broccoli rice but I was basically eating um you know a pretty like whole foods basically I don't follow any diets or any gimmicks or anything like that I just eat whole foods I eat yeah. enough calories for my powerlifting but but yeah, it's basically just been consistent for the last two years. That's the main thing, right? I haven't missed one training session, um, sleeping well, eating well. And that's basically how I, you know, I lost. Yeah. I, actually, I actually didn't lose weight. I actually gained weight, but I was all in muscle. So Yeah, yeah. Well, people try to get way too gimmicky, right? And they try to, uh, you know, compensate, overcompensate with supplements. And so I used to sell supplements in my twenties and I stopped and I swore I would never sell them again because in my years of training and, and lifting and my body being all shapes and sizes, I learned that once again, you can't achieve sleep. You got to eat proper. You got to be consistent in your exercise. And that rules the day. Just don't train when you're sick. Right. But, um, you know, that, that is the main thing. And then sometimes people just can't get there. So there's certain things you can do in a healthy way. Like I can't always eat. I've got a teething baby. So I'll eat a protein bar. Is it whole food? No, but it's, at least it's a healthy protein bar. Right. And I'm careful and picky with those too. I, you know, I buy the really good quality ones and not just the, the cheap crappy ones, but yeah, you know, it's consistency. Right. And, and in order to, to overcome an extremely big challenge, what I've learned in life is you have to match that pressure. Right. So I think you can be addicted to anything, right? I think an eating disorder, whether it's alcoholism, eating disorder, cigarette, people put certain ones in hierarchy. I don't. Anything that kind of has some power over you to me is an addiction, right? And so I don't think anybody is actually free of it. I think all of us have kind of something that we can get addicted to. It's just whether you get yourself to something healthy, right? So that's what yeah. you kind of did, right? You switched it out because it's not like you weren't committed. Anybody who's addicted to anything is committed to a certain extent, even if it's, you know, not subconscious right so instead of just being like yeah I have my, my alcohol and now you're like okay well I'm gonna hit the gym I'm gonna do this as you had that amazing power and potential so a lot of times people I think there's they feel so weak they feel like oh I'm so stuck in these bad habits just like which I just want to emphasize on the whole weight loss to gaining muscle mass right people understand if you have a high like for me being um endomorph I have a high ability to gain muscle and fat so yeah. if I'm not training I'm gaining fat doesn't matter what I mean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. like you just have to switch it out. So that's amazing because I think a lot of people look at someone like you and think, oh, I got to do this and this and this. And they just think it's super intimidating, fancy, excessive. And it's not, right? You just switched out the habits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and the thing too, um, 
I wish she could post one of my before. Like I actually have a before and after photo of before I went into the day before I went into rehab. You know, and it's funny to look at me. The day before I went in, I was slouched over. I had no self-confidence. You know, I couldn't even look myself in the yeah. mirror. You know, I felt so yeah. terrible. Yeah. You know, self, no self-respect, no self-love. And just, you know, in a matter of months, how my, my dad said, he's like, you look, like, the reason why I know you're back to my April that I have, right, is that you have that yeah. twinkle, that sparkle in your eye, and my life came back, right? My complexion, yeah. Yeah. my posture, your self-respect yeah. and self-confidence is there, and you just hold yourself differently, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was just such a mix of things. Like you said, it's sleeping well, which I never did before when I was drinking, obviously. It was, and think of all the poison I was putting my body with alcohol, right? So, yeah, you know, yeah. and I didn't just come out of rehab and I was just back to normal. It, it was a process. It took months yeah. and months. Even yeah. just today, I'm starting to sleep properly. I'm getting eight hours of sleep. I wasn't getting that even like six months ago. So, yeah, yeah. It takes time too. Like what people don't understand. I talked to Jackie when I interviewed her. We we talked a lot about this. Is how um, you have to slowly add a healthy habit, and you have you know what I mean. You can't if you're yeah. extreme. Sometimes people can do it most of the time. They can't, right? So it's like you slowly add those healthy things because your body gets addicted even with food, right? Gets addicted to unhealthy things. Even if you're allergic to say dairy, you're allergic. Your body will crave it because it's used to those that that inflammation that triggering, right? And alcohol is full of sugar. So it's like oh. your body used to that, right? So breaking a sugar, people understand a lot of people are addicted to sugar, even if they're skinny. Like breaking a sugar addiction is hard. My husband's skinny and it took me three and a half years to break him from that, to get him to yeah. eat what I, you know, because he'd go to work and he'd sneak in a coffee full of sugar, or he'd sneak in a chocolate bar or something. I'm like, why do you eat like this? You know, because he could burn it. But I said, it doesn't mean that that's good for your organs though. You know what I mean? But, yeah. it's, it, but it's, it's a lifestyle, right? So when you do it for a long period of time, you have to understand it's not going to be, you know, um, I think you did in a very healthy pace. Like you see a lot of makeovers on Instagram or somewhere where it's three months, six months, and that can do long-term damage. And you then if you're a woman, you can always have the high, you know, potential to gain that fat back. So I think you did it at a really slow, healthy way. Like the first time I lost weight and took my body back, it took two years. So I think you have, you're a very healthy role model, like a healthy example of doing it the right way. Yeah. And I remember like three months into my training, I said to my coach, I'm like, like, is my body ever going to change? Like, I'm not getting the results. And he's like, just hang on. He goes, he goes just in yeah. like, trust the process. You hear that all the time, right? That's so true. And, you know, then I'd start seeing like my belt stick out. I started seeing these changes and it was yeah. awesome. So I, would, I would do some progress photos, but, um, Back to the sugar thing, it's funny you say that because when I came out of rehab, I actually had a little bit of a sugar addiction because I was so used to the alcohol in my system. So I was crushing bags of gummies, like, you know, sour yeah. patch. And I yeah. had to have it every single night to help yep. me sleep because yep. that was my alcohol, right? It helped me sleep. Yep. But then after three months, I'm like, I got to kick that out, you know, get rid of it. And, um, you know, I started replacing it with fruit, right? So I'm like, well, yeah. fruit has a lot of fructose, sugar, but it's a healthy fruit. It also has antioxidants, you know, and oh I yeah. Yeah, like I tell my dad he's on a weight watchers thing again. He's kind of a yo-yo dieter. And I was like, Dad, just eat fruit, right? Like if you have to with the day, eat a banana, eat an apple, eat some watermelon. Exactly. You're not really fat eating fruit instead of having that bagel or that muffin, right? So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like kind of like if you are addicted to sugar and then you go like keto or you go like, so I went straight to like a, like a carnivore, pure clean carnivore diet. And I had headaches. A lot of people talk about you get headaches because your, your body's used to converting carbs, which is sugar, yeah. right? Essentially into an energy source. So when you take that away and you're like, uh, just like, um, pure protein, it takes longer to adjust. So I had fat, like I had fat for meat and like, say like an avocado or whatever, like that kind of thing, but it takes time for your body to switch. And like the sugar detox is a real thing right? Like that's a real thing. And you have to watch your insulin, right? Like, so I say to women, I'm like, you know what? No, you know, do, is it ideal to be eating like, you know, a keto carnivore, um, not carnivore, sorry, keto, like, you know, Reese's Pieces bar. No, obviously you want a, a protein bar that's got more protein than fat, but if, 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 if that's going to break you from that sugar, that taste, right. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, two solid meals a day, right? Like say it's a chicken salad or whatever, whatever. Um, that's a lot better than just being eating all of that or none of that and sticking to an extreme restricted diet and then binge because then you develop binging disorder right which is what happened to me in my 20s all of it's dysmorphic eating it's not good right so it's like understand the chemical behind it right and understand that there's like you said process that's the word here it's process people (laughs) yeah so what it's funny too when you talk about um all those different things you mentioned, like binge eating, and um, you talked earlier about all the different addictions. Um, I heard something the other day on the radio about was a recovering alcoholic, and he said, like, basically, whether it's food or people are addicted, say, to social media, like going on their phones every day. And he said, an addiction is anything that kind of interferes with your normal day to day life, but it's also when you need to escape. So, if, say, if I'm feeling angry or I'm sad about something, People just easily want that instant gratification or that distraction, right? So that's why we run to food. We want to drink our sorrows away. We want to, you know, take have a cigarette to de-stress ourselves. You know, when do you ever think about people actually just sitting down and feeling like sadness or like actually being in tune with their feelings? We don't do that, right? There's always something to distract that so we don't right. actually experience it, right? Yeah. So, you'll like life you know people have to think back like hundreds of years but life moved a lot slower and you didn't have all these distractions and, and entertainment entertainment is unhealthy and it's toxic and it's very addictive and it's like it's stealing people's lives in a lot of ways and also people realize that sometimes they're killing themselves unintentionally and so I say to people what's something I learned because I, I took a lot of leadership courses read a lot of self-help books and stuff like that uh mm-hmm. in my early 20s and one of the things that always stuck in my mind really really changed my life was um play your movie back like as if you died how much time did you waste on things that you know held you back didn't help you reach your potential um weren't things you really enjoyed like how how much time did you spend wasting your life running away from pain so be raw you know cry get mad just learn how to feel those emotions in a healthy way and put them into something positive instead of trying to shove them down like I think as a mother that's a hard thing because you're taught to just smile, smile, smile all the time, be the perfect wife, be the perfect mother. And always like, even though sometimes like your kid is, you're just like, Ugh, you know, and like marriage is hard. And so it's like, I think, you know, I say it's like teaching emotional intelligence to your kids. Like you're making me really mad right now. And I need some personal space from you. Like, I love you, but I need a break. Mommy is yeah. right. Okay. Mommy's getting really angry and I don't want to say something. I'm going to do it. We're it. So I'm going to take my space instead of just being like, yeah, hey, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just something that we're so it's like everyone's become a bit ADD and distorted. So like choosing 
the decision to break off any type of, you know, addiction or something that's unhealthy in your life, habit, hobby, whatever, is huge. Like it's very, it's a, it has to be a very conscious decision. So I want to kind of run backwards a bit. What, what got you there? Like what happened? When you're like, hey, well, I'm doing it and checking in for rehab. Let's do this. Oh, so what took me to rehab or? No, I mean like what made you say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to check in and rehab. Well, well, kind of like what you said, right? Like I had spent so many years um, just drinking, right? And yeah. and just wasting my time. Like I would literally just, I don't know how many hours, one hours I would spend drinking in a day. And, uh, and then of course I felt sick the next day and I couldn't do anything or I just wasn't productive. But, you know, there was a time where like, I literally just got the expression, you know, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was literally so sick that I was like what a waste of my life right now and um yeah you know I, I kind of referred to my mother who's passed away um you know she passed away when I was 25 but um she passed away of terminal cancer I told my last interviewer I said you know here she was kind of fighting for her life she would love to just spend one more day on this earth and here she's given this shitty disease right terminal disease and then yeah. here I am just you know wasting my life away on alcohol yeah. and doing nothing, yeah. right? So I think yeah. every time I lift something heavier, I compete, I think about her, yeah. right? I think yeah. I almost have a little bit of anger, but I, you know, it's kind of in her memory because I feel like almost maybe she could kind of live through me, but it's kind of like, yeah. I, just, I was just so tired of wasting my life. And it wasn't any major moment that was like, you know, um, I didn't lose a job. I didn't lose a boyfriend. I didn't lose a house I was a functioning alcoholic right so yeah. it was just a matter of I just couldn't do it anymore I didn't want to live that way so yeah when I did rehab I was like let's let's do this and I I do have an obsessive personality and almost like a perfectionist personality where I'm like yeah. when I go five times a week I'm going to go five times a week I'm not I don't miss it for anything I don't miss it for date nights with my boyfriend I don't oh yeah 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 I feel you on that one and I appreciate sharing that like once again, you, you know, your greatest weakness is usually your greatest strength, right? Like I'm a good talker, but sometimes I have to learn to listen, right? So it's like, you know, it's, it's honing in those skills, sharpening, right? Iron, sharpen iron. So I want to, I want to thank you for sharing that part about your mom, actually. Um, that's really cool that we have that common ground. My mom didn't pass away, but my mom, my family has had, you know, things like cancer and health issues. And my mom, you know, she's such a beautiful person, but you know, she's very passive aggressive because she experienced a lot of trauma in her childhood and she didn't go to drinking, but like, she just had a lot of rage, a lot of anger. And for her, it was like, I just saw her just kind of be gullible. Right. And just, um, just take a punch, take a punch, take a punch. Cause she was raised, you know, just be Christian and loving. And, and, you know, my stepfather was abusive. Like all the men in her life were abusive. You know, she's a nurse her whole life. So her whole life has been dedicated to serving other people. And she's actually like, I get a lot of my talent from her. Like she's, a, she can sing, she dance, she has the artistic ability. So it's like, kind of like with you, like, I just feel like why I have such a masculine side, I think, and why I'm so driven strong and stuff like this is because just so like the way my stepdad talked to her and talked to me, like women should only speak if spoken to women are supposed to be skinny, you know, not have really a lot of curves, not have any muscle, not do man things, go to the kitchen. That shit just pissed me off. Right. And so trauma is a good, you get to grudge me a lot. It's great. But I use that like to be like, 
not that I'm doing it for her, but like I'm doing it for me, but also kind of like in the sense of, you know what, I'm not going to end up like my mom. Not that like her life was tragic because she's still alive, but it's so much of her talent was wasted and so many things that she didn't do for herself. Like she struggles with being overweight and that's because I know she has an eating disorder and that's because she holds, she eats her pain, right? When people yeah. treat her like crap, she eats her feelings. And if you look at pictures of her when she was young, she was just super gorgeous. She still is, but it's like, you know, you could just see life that's worn on her. And I just don't want, I don't want to be that with my kids, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I have really strong boundaries with my partner. I'm like, you treat me like crap, I'm out. Like, I got money in the bank, bro. Like, peace, you know? Um, and I just, you know, just for self-respect. And now because I've taken those choices, right? My mom is starting to change her life. And the women around me who, you know, are prone to narcissistic abusive relationships, who've had trauma in the childhood, are starting to, you know. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, you've got to be the change you want to see, right? So I can, I can relate to that so much because my mom, I love her so much. And um, she has had cancer too. And I know that she, you know, may not be around forever. So I feel like I have a duty to not squander what she's taught me, right? And the skills and the genetics that I have, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't waste it, you know? So I, I get that. That's really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's funny when you go back to what you're saying about, um, you know, not being disrespected and stuff. I was just talking to my boyfriend about that tonight. And I said, that's like my one, that's another thing that makes me like, when we, you're talking about rage or like things that bother you. Like, that's another thing <laughs> that actually kind of gets me going is with, with men yeah. like, are like that. And like you, you probably get it all the time too, but it's like, you know, you might get disrespected. Even just like guys, like sometimes we'll like, especially on my Instagram, I'll have like these strangers message me and be kind of rude. And like some of the comments they make, like they're sexual or like, I think like, so, yeah. some guys just can't say, oh yeah, you're very beautiful. You know, you know what I mean? They say it in different ways. And I said to my boyfriend, I'm so surprised how men talk to women still these days. It's just like, you know what I mean? That's the stuff that, you know, I do get angry over, but, um, yeah. But, you know, I love the fact that I lift heavier than a lot of men. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the only time I get, like, it's good fuel for me. So when I get really pissy um, is, uh, I got to put the glasses on when I say this. So I'm just saying, I won't be able to see your beautiful face. But uh, when a guy says to me, I can't do something, like that shit makes me livid. Like when they talk to me like I'm a little girl or I'm stupid or fat, I'm like, what bitch? What was that you said? Huh? Huh? <laughs> And I just want to pull up in a Harley, you know, like, and just like take him down. And that's how it is, man. Don't mess around. I'm like really nice and loving. And I go full like 1950s mama and make you like, you know, uh, pigs in a blanket and cupcakes and shit. But if you are rude to me, you better recognize. Yeah. I'm a I have uncontrollable rage. Like, and it's like, my husband knows that. And he just kind of runs away. Like, <laughs> you know, he knows I'll calm down. And I'm like, you know what? I was mad. You gonna do that again? No. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, I got dessert for you. Come over here. <laughs> no, like we're very similar. I, I, I do. I have. That's the one thing I am working on because I do try to work on myself daily, or I recognize, and I do get a lot of anger, a lot of rage, right? And it's funny, and something will just irritate me. I don't say it's rage. Someone's irritation, and something will happen. Even my boyfriend's like, you go from one to ten, and you go, yeah. you're like a. <laughs> You just keep yeah, going. Yeah, it's not me. I'm like, blah, 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 you know, it's crazy <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's the only thing that I do, you know, whatever. Yeah. Again, I just, 
everyone experiences anger and rage or irritation, right? And you know what, whatever, like I said, you just sit through the feelings, go through it, right? So, but sometimes that anger is because I'm, I'm sad because, you know, anger is always a yeah. secondary emotion for like fear oh, yeah. Yeah. or sadness. So I've learned a lot to be vulnerable now and be, you know, I can cry now, which is unbelievable. Like, so, I mean, and it feels yeah. good to me. So. It's not weak, you know, like sometimes things happen and people say things like that really, you know, punch the air out of you and you're like, oh, and it doesn't mean you're weak. And, you know, I talked to like, obviously doing this podcast, I've interviewed so many strong women and they all on the kind of off record say, you know, we get close, we become friends and they're, you know, they're struggle and they cry too. And it's like, there's this, there has to, this needs to stop this disjointed of like, you can't, for men and women that you can't be strong and cry. That's ridiculous that you can't have moments where you need help or that you're not okay, you know? And that strong people need to, we need to get better at like saying, you know, I'm not okay and I'm angry and I need a minute, I need to take a walk. And, and, and I don't know, it's just, it's so easy to go through the day and the emotions, right? And I think for me, it's like, I've really tried to hone in on that. And that's what's helped. Like, that's what the whole panda thing is about. And this phase of my life, having kids. Um, I always loved pandas when I was a kid, but for me, it was just about having you know, like the black and white, that yin and yang and having peace and tranquility. So even though I can get kind of intense, like I try to just remember who I am, remember who my, what my purpose is in life, remember what I'm trying to accomplish, remember where I came from, respect that and use that as a positive thing instead of a way to beat myself up, like yeah. with shame, you know what I mean? So, um, and it's loving myself, but not loving myself to the point of like laziness and not trying, right? Like you gotta, you gotta be your own cheerleader, but you also gotta be your own head coach. You'd be like, get us go so walk us on that topic walk us through some of the specific challenges you overcame and how specifically you accomplished you know overcoming them like in your training like in the 16 month process what are some things that you kind of came up against um you know what I think one of them was like I said earlier, wasn't getting results quick enough, I guess, right? And, I, and yeah. I think some people would be like, what, you did that in 16 months? Like to me, like it technically is, like the amount of muscle that I gained too, right? Like I actually did it in quite a short amount of time. But, um, you know, I learned a lot of patience and like you always hear that cliche expression of um, trust the process, right? And I, I was always like, I never really knew what that meant, right? I just it was here. Like consistency is key and trust the process. And um, but it's so true, right? Um, I wouldn't really be where I am right now if that if I didn't follow that. Um, but another thing too, I don't know if you can see on my Instagram, I used to uh, model, I still do some modeling work. Um, but I used to yeah, your work is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Girl, you good at posing, hey. Yeah. Like, anger, 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 and Vogue. <laughs> yeah. Anger, sexiness. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, you know what? I, I do enjoy it, but it's like, but I, I did it actually for 10 years and I just traveled around the world doing modeling and um, and th obviously things slow down. I'm like 45 years old now, but, um, but before that, I've always struggled with my body weight, like what the number on the scale, right? So as I was training, I think I was like 170, 75 pounds when I started, and now I'm up to 210. So for me, 
I battled back and forth because I always wanted like a six pack, for example, right? The six yeah. pack. And so I, um, I went up and down. I, I said to my coach, I'm like, well, can I get a six pack? He's like, well, yeah, you're going to have to cut then. But if you cut, you're going to lose strength. And I was like, really? I can't do both. And I, you know, I just, but then after a while, I just threw it out the window and I was like, you know what? I don't care about the scale number. I actually look the best I have my whole entire life. Um, I'm the healthiest I've been, which is key, but exactly. you know, I want to win, win the worlds, right? I don't care about looking good on the beach because who cares about that, right? That's, that's, that's for vanity's sake, right? But to win the world, I want to. I want to run all the time like this. <laughs> Baywatch, slow motion, boobies bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. That's how horrible it is. We still look good on the beach, right? How we are now. Yeah. Like, why, yeah. why do you think that because I have to have a six pack that it's going to make a, then that's it, right? But it's you know what? Crazy. I would say I got two babies. So like, like, I don't give a crap what anyone thinks. You know what I mean? Like I freaking had surgery twice. Okay. I grew humans. I grew an eyeball. I do not care what you think. You know what I mean? My <laughs> man tapped his ass. You don't tap his ass. I'm sure there's men in my DMs that would tap my ass. I don't really care what you think. <laughs> but like I haven't had kids and I still don't have a six pack, right? So like this is so like it's it's like it doesn't the world does not start and begin and end with six packs. Like I said, my <laughs> husband will eat a chocolate bar and you will still see a six pack. So like uh, it's like eh, whatever. That's a way Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I said that's the same with my boyfriend, right? It's just like yeah. Like he can eat whatever he wants and you know but I've dated a lot of bodybuilders before I was with my partner and they're bony like when they're like it's hard it's like it's like cuddling a rock you know what I mean like it yeah. looks good but a guy who's athletic with some softness to him is I uh, yes yes yeah I some warm cuddly as long as he's still strong I don't I mean, looks good I don't care <laughs> I'm not like oh you're a 15% body fat oh <laughs> god yeah. I'll do a push up. Get out of my face until you do a push up. Then come back. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like you though. I'm a metamorph as well. So like I gotta like I gotta watch what I eat because I you know yeah. you're always mixed. you're I'm like an endomorph metamorph mix, right? So if me I don't too, watch what too, I, eat, I will put fat on. So well, I'm the same way too. Like because I'm a mix, like I'm not like ever like I'm fast, but I'm not as fast as an exomorph, right? I'm strong, but a full endo. I got to compete with Ed a little bit. You know what I mean? So yeah. I know that I can't skip training days. I know that I can't fucking cheat. Like I don't have cheat days in my food. I have, like I said, a keto bar that tastes like a cheat day, you know, protein that tastes like cinnamon toast crunch oil, right? That's my cheating. Okay. Cause yeah. I have to, I have to be very, very rigid. Otherwise, yeah, there's no forgiveness. There's, there's oh, sure. yeah. my body's like, I know what you did last hour. I know last week. I know. <laughs> um, so you know, like how with the powerlifting, um, your body transforming through that process, did that change the relationship you had with people in your life? Like for me, when I did these big changes, even though it was over like a four year, five year period, I have none of the same friends in my life. I caught off a lot of family. I live in a totally different area of the city. Like I leveled up my life as I grew my life level up, my income leveled up. So I'm just curious about, you know, that outside aspect. Um, well, definitely. And definitely. I'd have to say, like, when I came out of rehab, my my circle of friends totally changed. Um, 
you know, I had to set boundaries and I had to get rid of a lot of friends, not even friends, I guess, acquaintances out of my life. Yeah. And I'm very blessed to, to have like my boyfriend, he actually doesn't drink at all. So, I mean, if I came out of rehab and I was going to be with or live with a drinker, that would never work. And I would, I would never do it. And, you know, I saw a lot of people in rehab that actually, after they went through therapy, they came out and they actually broke up with their spouses because it just wouldn't yeah. work. Yeah. So you got to look out for number one, right? And um, so, no, so my circle of friends is literally my coach. Um, I have a few close girlfriends, but again, all of them, like even my coworkers, they're in their early 20s, but they're all good girls and they're all good. I mean, these girls are like 22 years old. I'm, I've never met 22 year olds that get up at 5.30 on their days off. Just like, you know, they're not big drinkers. They're really just generally good. Yeah, yeah. very mature and very loving and just basically one of my life is uh I mean five or less people right and they're all like yeah. into fitness too so um yeah. I don't I can't say I actually hang out with someone that like smokes cigarettes or like but like I don't know I just yeah. I find I attract obviously I'm in the powerlifting community and I just attract that, right? Because that's where you are, right? So it's all healthy-minded people. and Yeah, you, know. you want to be with people who, like, give a shit about your goals, but also, like, will be, like, celebrate you with also push you to do more than you would do without them, right? You want people who uh, don't, like, say, oh, that's that's dangerous. Oh, you could hurt yourself. Oh, oh I oh. hate that. That's, like my, that's my biggest pet peeve. My, yeah. dad, uh, my dad actually said that in the first part of it. He's, he didn't understand what powerlifting was. So he's like, oh, don't, you know, or people go, don't hurt your knees. Your knees must be really strong that you can squat. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so it's like, you know, or my dad's like, don't break your back. I'm like, dad, you don't understand how my training is. And like, blah, blah, blah. And then people that don't know about, I'm sure you've had guys like, so for instance, I just lifted 550 pounds, right? On the hex bar. And I had one of my friends come up and go, like it was a guy and he doesn't train. He's like, he smokes he's 20 years old he's like I don't think I can lift that I'm like no dude you can't like <laughs> but, oh. but no oh. it's just like, but don't you find it whenever you told men how much you lifted they're always like I could have lifted that but you know I hurt my back two years ago yeah. or no I get the whole like stupid comments about it's either like oh because she like eats a lot of food or like I start skinny guy that's that's their jerky insecure way of saying it and I'm like oh like I'm gonna come here I want to punch you but I don't want to get you to the gym so I won't punch you now I don't have to worry about that because I got my own gym I'm so excited because I built my own strongman equipment in my garage my my garage and my strongman gym so I could train oh, outside and then my basement's my powerlifting gym which is the shit but yeah no I, I like yeah the, they either respond like that or they like make a comment like what you just said or if I just train hard I'm like then let's do it right now or they're like oh I should lift that I'm like because you're a guy so yeah you should be able to lift that Ooh, yeah. you know what I mean? like you should lift twice that oh you lift that too i'm like what are we like, <laughs> what grade are we in high school i'm just wondering you know yeah, yeah but my, my boyfriend like, he's a he's a firefighter right and he's like he's very athletic very strong don't even say that i have a thing for fire i like many uniforms it's pretty hot 
<laughs> so, you know, I, I seen that photo of you in that outfit. And I was like, oh, girl, do you take that off and put that on you? That's his outfit. There's nothing sexier than a man working all day, kind of sweaty, a little dirty, coming home from work, smelling like a man. <laughs> hey, it's baby. True. I'm like, hey. <laughs> and then you just want it. You're like, ooh, uh, let me see that butt. Take it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, sexy take off you know what I mean like so hot yes I'm very jelly I'm not gonna lie you do good girl he's handsome man um so uh what were some of the methods that uh you used in approaching your goals like what were some habits that you added or moved to accomplish them um well like, I, like well I just actually um the key thing was to eat like often in my day. Like I actually can get very busy with work. So I have to make sure I do timeouts and actually come home on my lunch break and eat like a good, like a meal or take snacks, pack my lunch. Cause you know, I was so used to like just getting up, having coffee, toast, whatever, and then just not eating all day. Right. And then, mm -hmm. or like, let alone having a proper night of sleep, I actually end up buying all those gizmos that monitors your sleep at night right just so i can actually see oh. how much it's actually a ring it's just actually pretty cool it's not like a fitbit but it's like actually like a, a ring i wear so um but it tracks my sleep um and i think also it's very important is setting boundaries right because um even like say if my friends were like hey want to do something today and i'm like okay well no i really need to be in bed by 10 o'clock to get my you know sufficient amount of sleep I have to learn to say no, right? That was a big thing for me too, to say no and kind of be like, yeah. okay, well, I'll go for my health, number one, right? Because my health means my I, Yeah, man, totally. I get everything. Like I, you know, I prep my husband's lunches and I, I prep my food like four days in advance. If you just want to eat, I'm like, I don't care. Then make yourself your own food. I did yeah. my part. I went to the store. I made your lunch. You didn't eat it too bad. You don't want to eat my fitness food? Too bad. Figure something else out because that's what I made. And, and so I just, I don't cater, you know, even with my kids, I'm like, dude, I love you, but it's time for bed. Mommy's got to go work out. I have to wait till he goes to sleep. So it's pretty yeah. late, right? And so it's like the longer he stays up, the, the chance of me working out just gets smaller, right? Because you get tired, right? You know, yeah. it's six o'clock and it's 10, 30 at night. You're not going to lift a bunch of heavy weights. So yeah, you have to use the word no, and it's it's not unloving, right? Self-respect. Yeah. Well, that's the that's what I said earlier too. Like nothing really comes before my training. Like I, I would love to have like, a movie night, this and that, but it'll just have to be after, right, or before. And like yep. you said, meal prep is key, for sure. I forgot to say that, but meal prep, definitely, I do it on my days off. And because, as we know, if we don't have it, we're going to grab the next nearest thing, right, which is usually going to be a bad thing. So, yeah. Yep, for sure. Just a quick commercial break, guys. So like I said, if you aren't already, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple, and Google. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear, because that's how we show up in algorithms. And obviously, the more we show up in the algorithms, the more people we can help. Get If you want to get 24 access to our expert guest speakers, all you got to do is join one of our two groups. If you're located in Canada, you can join our group, Strong Women of Canada. If you're outside of Canada, we have a group called Team Panda Strong. And on that group, we do fitness challenges, uh, dance challenges, as well as virtual dance classes, just training in general to help you get fit. I give away prizes. Um, which is really cool, monthly prices, and you can also raise money for local international charities, which is really cool. Um, and if you are on TikTok, you can find them there as well. And if you do it with us, that's all you got to do is basically do a challenge, 
you know, tag us in the post and we see a video of you doing it. And then you could win one of our monthly prizes. And if you want to get hooked up with the best music, who can learn to shake that ass like me, then hop on to Spotify. Shake that ass for me. You gotta shake it. You gotta shake it like a soul shaker. Okay. Ooh, I like your cup. Um, all you gotta do is hop on to Spotify. Okay. And you will find our playlist, Train Panda Strong Cardio and Train Panda Strength. And if you want to promote yourself as an athlete, contact me to get onto our athletic directory, athletic, athletic, athlete directory on our website. And if you have a favorite lifter that you want on the show, let us know. Thank you very much. So yeah, now we're back with the lovely, amazing April H in the house. Hey, so did you ever think that you could become as strong and mighty as you are now, looking back as a master's athlete? <laughs> well, definitely not. Definitely not during um, during COVID, because like, honestly, um, I literally started powerlifting maybe a couple months before COVID happened, right? So, I mean, I had no idea at some point, like I think it was around March or April where I was gonna train, right? So um, thankfully my, my coach ended up building a home gym. So I've been, um staying consistent with him but I like I had no idea like um that I would be like kind of crushing records right like right now it's unofficial because there hasn't been any competitions as you know probably in the last year and a half right so I think in the fall they'll start opening them up so I can actually put my numbers in right but um yeah yeah but no I no I had no idea like no one ever knows but to me there's always someone out there better and bigger than me right so I just keep pushing and pushing and it's about how strong you are right and not about how strong other people are yeah what's your warrior look like what's your what's your image of strong look like for you you know what I mean and that can be a million things right yeah it could be like when I think of strength I definitely I don't think of physical it's more inside and um Again, I think just like, having a lot of self-confidence, self-love, right? Because if you don't have self-love, like, I don't know, I, I probably wouldn't be able to do half the things that I do today. Um, I'd definitely be all trampled over every day. Like I just, I wouldn't be who I am without, without loving myself. And that took a long time to learn, right? So, um, I mean, just resilience, right? And uh I guess being tough is resilience, right? And then, um, yeah, just, just self-love, self-confidence. You're like a Viking warrior. Like, I really want to see your hair up with braids and all, like, poofy and, like, bohawk, mohawkish and beautiful and amazing. And, like, one of your, like, poses with your muscles. Do it! I'm telling you. All the it words you drop. It would be a good photo shoot. Do it up, man. Take me in it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'll put it on the website. Thanks. I want to do something cool for my for my first competition this year. I might do. I was thinking like, do it. Like, I don't know. I was wondering short maybe do like a pink pink hairstyle because I kind of have like. I'll send you images, girl. Right? Features. Oh. You have the features. You just need to put some pink right here and then yeah. go get it. You know. So um, <laughs> my coach was telling me to get a skullet. I was like, you kidding me? It was that would freak people that out. That would be insanely cool on you. But you would be the most amazing badass human in the world. And if you walk down the street, people would be like, oh shit, you know, like you. Uh, then you wouldn't be able to blend though. Then it's like your amazingness would shine to the universe and stars and beyond. So yes, but oh shit, you prepare for the consequences of being badass and amazing because I'm telling you, no one will accept you as regular after that. <laughs> I like working class, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> 
you're an amazing woman, power. So anyways, when we go back to the very beginning, when you first started training for powerlifting, um, what did your fitness regimen look like? Oh, when I first started, like I said, it was probably like um, three times a week. And we basically just did three major movements in powerlifting. So uh, squat, bench, deadlift, right? Um, we didn't do a whole lot of, we did a little bit of accessory work, but we basically just devoted my time. So it was an hour session. So I'm sure just by talking about it, as you can tell, I have a coach. So I go in, I don't go, I don't go to a gym, um, like, you know, plant fitness or good life or any of that stuff. Yeah. I just go and do bodybuilding stuff. Right. It's just mainly powerlifting. So, um, but yeah, that's, that was basically what it was. We basically a little bit of cardio on my off days. So, yeah. Okay. I get you. You know what? You don't have to be fancy, right? Once again, the no. basics never go to style. So when you were training for the WPC Canada powerlifting competition, what did your program look like then six weeks out? You know what? Okay. So <laughs> I actually, when I entered that competition, I had just finished peaking. So I was doing my testing to see where my one rep maxes were. So I actually peaked did my test and I pulled a, a 510 deadlift, but then I obviously deloaded before I did my 510. And then I was probably about three weeks after that, that I was just doing hypertrophy work. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go into this competition. And my trainer was like, just don't go full capacity. Just don't do the hundred percent. Just lift, you know, so let's see how high we can go. I didn't get the 510 because I didn't want to pull myself. And I just tested, right? So I actually pulled the, the 495 right so mm -hmm. I actually had no training up to it besides doing my testing for my other numbers so it wasn't it, I had no idea like I didn't really have a lot of time to prepare for it yeah either. well and sometimes you know like you're training consistently right and you're you're at good healthy numbers for competition levels you don't really need to change a whole hell of a lot I mean the basic thing is maintaining not getting injured just strengthening your immunity, yeah. sleeping a lot, making your recovery like top priority, getting really good nutrition in and, you know, and water, right? Like we talked mm -hmm. about this in another episode, like, you know, unless you're trying to hit a certain weight class, you don't need the water mm -hmm. class. So like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I drink so much water. Like I've got to pee like, you like, know, like it's yeah, my husband's always like, he's like, yeah, I have all of those. My, like yeah. every color, like gold in my house. I'm like, you just went. I'm like, shut up, you don't know. Or like when you're trying to lift, I'm like, I, I, when I'm training in my basement, I probably go upstairs like 10 pounds because I'm like, you're squatting heavy. And you're like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got to run up two flights of stairs. Like, oh my Lord, I missed my gym. It was just one level. How uh, you know? Um, it's a woman saying, you know, yeah, all the time. Like right now, I'm like, you know what? Because in my mind, I'm thinking about it. after this, I'm working out. <laughs> And I'm thinking yeah. about it. I'm like, I got to stretch and pee and, and then <laughs> do my squatting or it's going to be problematic. I break my back, pee myself. It'll be bad. So um, uh, what were, what are some like training tips and recommendations you have for athletes, like new athletes, right? So they're not, maybe they've been in the sport, you know, less than a year, a year plus, and they're uh, preparing for the six weeks out, their first competition or yeah. Um, like I said, like before, like just stay consistent, right? Um, it's like, you look at that pie shape, right? And it's like, your lifting is like, obviously the ma a major component, but all these little things like the sleep and the nutrition is so key. 
like when I talk about nutrition, like I mean, like I'll have a cheat meal. Like I eat pretty well like during the whole week, but I'll have a cheat meal, say on my day off, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't make it a cheat day. I just have one little meal, but I just exactly. know if I, yeah, if I eat crappy while I'm training, especially for a competition, I will actually feel hungover and I feel hungover the yeah, next day. Yeah, yeah. You feel like shit, you don't sleep as well. Like it's same with like yeah. so when you work out and you like, you probably don't work out late at night, but you know, it's a mom thing with young kids. You have no choice really. Uh, and this one has a work schedule, but it's like, I need to eat after I work out. Right. But I know if I work out super late and I'm eating at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, I don't care about the weight loss for me in that moment. I'm like, my stomach's going to hurt and I'm not going to digest this. because I'm trying to fucking sleep and I won't fall asleep well. And then I'll wake up with a stomach ache and then I'll feel lethargic and shitty. And then I won't want to eat my early morning protein meal. And then I'll eat later in the day and it's just dominoes. Like it just, it's just like not like that, that half hour hour makes a huge, huge difference just in terms of energy levels. Right? I'm sure you've heard of like Renaissance training and, and following yeah. natural sleep times and stuff like that. And, and I know me training late night is not healthy. And I know that because I've trained at different times of the day and the healthiest is obviously 6am, you know, certain body types for me, if I'm training between like, you know, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., that's when I'm at my peak. But I can't. I, with my mm-hmm. current situation, I can't. So I know that I have to, like I said, really do my BCAs and really do my sleeping and, you know, hot baths and all those other things because otherwise it's just going to be a shit show. I'm just going to get hurt, not stick to it. So, you know, if I'm if getting ready for a competition, I mean, there isn't any for us here in Manitoba right now, but I mean, that's the biggest thing is like you said, just take, just, it's not worth it right it's not about being skinny it's like you, you got to be ready for competition you know what I mean yeah yeah like recovery like like all the stuff we talked about recovery is the key right but I think um mm-hmm. and also another thing too I don't think some people make it to um what's the word not excited but overzealous and make push it maybe a little bit harder than they should and that could also you know bring about injury right so you kind of have to be careful about that too so oh yeah 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 um so if you guys haven't already we have an online um gym apparel lifestyle brand which is really exciting we have over 300 designs over 15 products which is really cool and most of the designs are actually inspired by amazing guests like april um who've been on a show and have said or done something that makes me go damn girl we got to make a badass shirt made out of you not made out of you inspired by you it's late people don't judge me okay anyways check that out www.padstrong.ca um, and now i have been doing something which is a little cray cray because i have to calculate that means me and matt do not mix okay so i've been making my own strongman equipment i haven't made myself explode yet i haven't you know stabbed myself in the nail it's been it's been okay um so check it out check out how to make your own bougie ghetto gym style strongman equipment for cheap if you want to start training strongman and you have no access to metal or welded equipment i know there's amazing people who build it and you can you know personal online maybe you don't have that budget check it out it's on our youtube channel all you gotta do is type in pan strong podcast or fantastic dance or you will find it if you want to get in touch with april check her out on instagram she's an incredible human super down to earth nice just great person and she's willing to help if you have any questions or, you know, new to the sport, just send her a little DM. Don't be a weirdo, guys. Don't be sending yeah. her a weird message. I do not approve those. That is not what I'm talking about, people. <laughs> Only the yeah, like I said, um, if anyone has any questions for me, for sure, make sure to contact me about like anything with powerlifting or even like recovery from addiction. You know, um, it's good to reach out to people and not that you're not alone, right? So. 
And because, you know, you can, you can just like eating disorders or like, once again, anything, you know, you can sometimes, you know, flip back or question yeah. things when times get tough and you need people who can relate and have a support system that can encourage you. And I just want to say like, April, I really want to thank you for being on my show. You're extremely incredible. Like you're just very inspiring to me. I know what it's like to take on challenges and I respect the hell out of you. Um, it's, it's never too late. Right, like as a master's athlete, it's never too late to join strength sports or to dramatically change your life and become a whole new person. And I think it's really amazing, and we need to celebrate more women who are past the age of 45, who are literally almost like redoing their 20s and 30s, and just like doing life the way they wanted to. Like I just think that's really beautiful. It takes a lot of courage, it takes a lot of mental, emotional, inner strength to um, accept love for yourself, to accept that you can have a better life, and to actually follow through with it to set world records. I just think that. You are just such a healthy role model. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing your story with me. Thank you very much. It's just so great. Thank you very much. No, thank you. And like I said, guys, get in touch with her. And if you have any other questions that you'd like to ask her or you'd like us to ask her, let us know. We'll get in touch. Um, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. Have an awesome day. Before you go, you got to do a dance. You got to do a dance. Okay, okay. Jimmy, and then you got to flex. I'm not going to flex. I'm going to hide my muscles in the jacket because you're doing things right now. <laughs> yeah. So that, right. that's it. And then if you want to do, we're on time. It's like 9-2. That's good. If you, uh, I really encourage people to do it because it's good for your following, but it's just good for women who look up to you. Say there's a new master's athlete who was inspired by your story. If you want to do any kind of fitness challenge, you don't even have to edit it. I can post it on our Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or website. You don't have to do anything if you don't want, but obviously it'd be great if you could come up with something. Um, and it can be funny, it can be silly, it can be 15 seconds long, 60 seconds, whatever. Um, something to think about. No rush. <laughs> At any time this month, if you want to do that, let me know. Um, and uh, like I said, you know, I'm looking for women like you. I, you know, you're an amazing master's athlete um, to like represent my brand, you know, and 